0: All right, so now we're ready to take a stab at what we think the simple power rule is, the derivative of x to the n, and then we're gonna prove it. So the derivative with respect to x of x to the n, we think is n x to the n minus one. And let's even say for any real number, n, or we could say for all real numbers, n. So for any n, not just 3, 4, 5, 100, and so on, for any n, that means even maybe n equals a half. Um, pretty interesting, right? So let's see. The derivative with respect to x of x to the n equals nx to the n minus 1 for any real number n. Well, we need to prove that. But we've already done the hardest part. We, we figured out the pattern that we need. So the proof is, if n equals 0, do we need to go through all that? If n equals zero, we're taking the derivative with respect to x of x to the zero. Now, assuming x would not equal zero, or this would not be defined, then what would be the derivative of x to the zero? Isn't that just one? If x is not zero, isn't x of zero equal to one? So what's the derivative of that? Isn't that zero? And, oh wait, that's 0x to the, I suppose, 0 minus 1. It doesn't really matter because 0 times anything is 0. So the simple power rule of taking the exponent and putting it in front and multiplying it by x to the n minus 1. x is not 0, so this part is okay. x to the negative 1 would be 1 over x. But that's okay because x is not 0. And then times 0 is just zero, which is what we know. The derivative of a constant, any constant, and especially one, the derivative is zero. So it's true for n equals zero, for n equals one. By the way, the book doesn't go through this. They just ask you to to verify for yourself that it works. If n equals one, the derivative with respect to x, of x to the one, what's the derivative of x? Well, isn't this 1x plus 0? Isn't this a linear function? So what's, if it's a linear function, 1x plus 0, what's its derivative? It's the slope of the tangent line, which is just the slope of the line. So the derivative should be 1. The derivative of 1x is 1, because you could write 1 times x there in front, and your slope of the line, 1x, is just 1. Now, making sure that it works for the formula, if we have one x to the first power and we want the derivative with respect to x we have one x to the zero well i suppose so again as long as x is not equal to zero it's not really defined there although the formula even though the formula technically needs x to not be zero here it still works at x equals zero when you look at the actual graph. y equals x has a slope of one the slope of one throughout for any x so it looks like as long as you don't worry about this part here, the zero to the zero being indeterminate um, it certainly could equal one, it's just that it could also equal other things so it, it does look like our formula is working so far Now the big part, for n greater than or equal to two, that's where it gets interesting. For n greater than or equal to two, let's set up this limit as h goes to zero of x plus h, x plus a little more to the nth power, minus x to the n all over h. So we have x plus h to the n minus x to the n all over h, and when we want to expand this x plus h to the n, let's use that pattern we already discovered X to the fourth I'll write that one down so we can look at it X plus H to the fourth expanded is X to the fourth plus 4x cubed times H plus H squared times some T4 and T4 was all those other terms So the first term was x to the fourth, the second term was 4x cubed h, and then the third term was h squared times some other stuff, t4. So for n, we have x to the n, and then we have plus, looks like n, x to the one less, that should look familiar, then times h plus h squared times t sub, instead of t sub four, we use piece sub n so that's our expansion at least the first three terms and then we get around all those other terms by just saying times piece sub n that's why we needed that piece sub n so we don't have to write all those other terms so now our derivative the derivative with respect to X of X to the n equals the limit as h goes to 0 of X to the n plus nx to the n minus 1, times h, plus h squared t sub n, just writing the expansion out again, minus x to the n. f of x plus h minus f of x, all over h. And then look, even when we have just n and not squared, cubed, or whatever, we actually still have an x to the n here and a negative x to the n here. So those add up to zero. And what we're left with, nx to the n minus one h plus h squared t sub n, all over h. And then if we write that out, or maybe if we even start to write it out, do you see we only have two terms left and they both have an h in them? So we can factor it out. Factor out the h. And we're left with nx to the n minus 1. That should look about right. Plus h to the first times t to the n all over h. So now I have h times something over h. h is not equal to 0, so I can cancel those. That's equal to 1. And I'm left with the limit as h goes to 0 of nx to the n minus 1, without an h in it, that's important, plus ht sub n. And when we take the limit as h goes to 0, what happens to h times all those other terms? They just go away anyway. So the reason we needed to factor out h squared was because we were going to have to factor out the h on the nx to the n minus 1, and then we wanted 1h left to go to 0. So now that we evaluate that limit, the second term with all those ugly things that we just kind of ignored, that all goes to 0 anyway, and we're left with nx to the n minus 1, and that's our derivative. So now we've proven it for all n greater than or equal to 2, and that includes a half and so on. Now, later on, we're going to prove, actually, that it works even for negative values and for values of n that aren't even integers. Now, this is for integer powers, 2, 3, 4, 5, and so on, because when we evaluated the general formula for expanding x plus h to the n, we were assuming that n was numbers like 2, 3, 4, 5, and so on, integers that are positive. And we can actually prove that this formula works even for non-positive integers and for non-integers, like a half, as I mentioned before, a half, a third, and so on. So we're going to use this formula, and we're going to discuss the the integers and the negatives as they, um, as they work with this formula as well in the future. But this is the proof for the integers for now.